Suarez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Oh, I've got it in the background. Professional, so professional. I was like, the, the intro is still going, Danny. Can you at least stop it or something? Jesus Christ. Anyway. Ten years later, I'm still doing it. Yep, that's it. That's it. Uh, welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland and Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Deacon. I'm joined by Danny. We're here to discuss the very hard-fought 2-0 victory over Newcastle at St. James's Park up north where the ice wall is and the and all of that from Game of Thrones. Um, what a game. Lots to discuss. Lots of fight. I've never seen such a passionate game as today. Uh, and a more stressful game as well. Um, we'll well, I'm sure we'll go into all of it. But Danny, how are you? What did you make of the game overall? What's your first, in, uh, what's your first initial thoughts? Um magnificent by Xhaka, Ramsdale, Erdegaard, uh, Martinelli and Jorginho. And the, 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 your, the, did it again today. Just once again, has not made a stress about the Saliba situation. No. Uh, Boy Tendio, uh, I'm just going to chuck that up straight away. Um, open it up with that. I'm kind of annoyed with Arteta for not starting Kivio sooner. It's that quick. It's that it's that hindsight. It's Captain Hindsight, isn't it? That catch twenty-two. But did you hear um, why he didn't? No. Uh, he was saying that he didn't speak English, and he has had an intensive course of of English, and that's helped him um, be able to do his job. Uh, Imagine if we signed him in the summer. Imagine if we'd signed him in the summer, so he was already yeah. integrated. Christ. Yeah. What a situation to be involved in. But uh, but anyway, yeah. What else, Danny? What did you? What did you make of the game then, apart from everybody just getting mad at the match, pretty much? Very, very good. I mean, Newcastle, I, I tweeted that Newcastle have gone full attitude era WWF and they were taking no prisoners, which is a shame because they have got some magnificent players. Uh, I, yeah. um, uh, uh, Isaac, Isaac, what's the, how do you say his name? Isaac. 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 In yeah, number 14, playing in the Henri position and with the assist that he got a couple of weeks ago. What a what yeah. a brilliant player. Been injured for the first part of the season. Really interesting to see them play. Really surprised that Bruno Guimaraes is such a dirty bastard. Oh, I think he's bitter. I think he's bitter that we didn't sign him in the summer. Well, he want, he, and Newcastle, we were going to sign him, apparently. And then Newcastle offered a lot more wages and more money. And he went, well, fair enough. They, they Juan muttered us when we were meant oh, to sign him. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought, we, I thought we didn't even really go in for him. I think, well, I think there knows. was rumours that we were going to go for him, but then we didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just what um, I saw tweeted. Could be absolute nonsense, but just well, well done. And Arteta's tactics, brilliant. His substitutions, brilliant. Yeah, agreed. Everybody had a great game, and it's just it's wonderful to see. And for those, I remember a couple of shows ago, might have been the Man City game, and that run of four games without a win, and ever, quite a few people going Ramsdale, not good enough. Nope, he's no. And I think someone come and said he's no seaman, and he's he's no um, layman. And I thought, well. And then on, I, I did a thing. I said, "Well, when Lehman was this age, and when I think Seaman had just been at, at, Pete, um, at Leeds or QPR or someone like that, and just got relegated." Leeds, they, it? Like, it was Leeds. Yeah, one of those. Leeds. Yeah, one I'm of pretty those sure it's Leeds. Yeah. And he hadn't done that well. And 
yeah, now he's coming and he's, he's not coming and he's still there and he is still brilliant. And that boy is getting better and better by the game. He's and everything crazy. went right today. And like we assumed a couple of shows ago, let's see how Arsenal play without the pressure on them. And they've had to, I mean, we smashed Chelsea 3-1 and went to Newcastle and beat them 2-0. Yeah. I mean, it's how the many bogey. teams have gone there and done that? It's the bogey game as well, wasn't it? Because of last season, this was yeah. the game where we sort of faltered. Um, at St. James's Park to kind of miss out on Champions League football last season and we kind of capitulate right at the very end. So this is a bogey situation for us. We played them earlier on this season at the Emirates and they basically just strangled the game with an own goal from Ben White, I believe. It was just a, and it was just 90 minutes of them just sitting and holding and not doing anything else. And we They've got really frustrated. At home. Yeah, it's it's so it was a it was a hard fought game. I as I said, I don't think oh. I've ever seen oh, that's right. Oh hello. Uh, I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a more passionate, hard-fought, battled game all season. Um, kind of the city situation, the game that we, that we played at the Etihad a, a few weeks ago. Now, um, we kind of went into that with false optimism. We kind of knew it was going to happen, but this game was just pure pressure and just stress for me. Anyway, this was probably one of the most stressful games I've seen all season. Um, but we managed to get the result and we got ourselves a clean sheet to boot. So I'm extremely impressed with everybody. Uh, man of the match goes to, to Ramsdale, but we'll talk about it anyway. But let's hello, hello to some people that have jumped in straight after the game as well. So we really appreciate everybody uh, just wanting to relive the moment straight off the bat. So, uh, Danny, let's say hello to some people, shall we? First of all, and there was you. And you said, it's 1-0 at halftime. What a game. So much pressure, so much tension. Players killing themselves. Let's go on and win the thing now. Need more from Saka and Martinelli on the wings. And we will get over the line. Saka mm, struggled, but he's yep. been kicked. And Martinelli did yep. what he wanted him to. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul Nell, not Neil, says, oi, oi, Sai is there. If it weren't for the cheating scums, we would have won the league. No doubt the best team in the league. Bloody hell. Can someone frame that? Sai has been positive. Or someone check his temperature. Put a thermometer up his bum. I think that's how you check people's temperature. Uh, Rocky says, good evening all. Boy 10, evening. Uh, Jim Eves, evening all. Loki, evening all. Um, Sai says, Mamsdale, man of the match. Uh, Phil Macker is there. How did he do it? He managed to, yet again, I put preview rather than review. So he sent me a DM saying, now we're going to do a preview for the game once the game is over. Cheeky. Uh, Avon, Dirty Magpies. That's right. So it says, hello. Avon. Teddington says, hope they end up in the Europa League. I hope they Could don't even say, get back, before, they will. But before I go on with any more of the, these comments, do you think this has changed people's opinion of Newcastle? Because plucky old Newcastle, come on, we want them to do well. Now it's like you, you dirty cheating scumbags, isn't it? I don't, don't I don't, I don't think, I don't think many. I think we don't have a, a vendetta against them, um, but I don't think we appreciate how they're going to push the league for the next few years now because of the money that they have from the Saudi state. Um, a little bit, it's annoying because I had like personal grievances with Mike Ashley, a lot of my community online community, the Drylanders and all of the boys, um, they know why I've got a massive beef with uh, with Mike Ashley in real life because he fucked my dad over financially over a thing. So I, my dad knew him personally. And he's a complete twat. Sorry, I've already, I've already done it. I've already done it, Danny. I've already swore, but for right reasons. Um, but you know, uh, and then and then they go and get owned by the Saudi state. So it's a bit, it's it's, it's a bit of sweet situation. It's like less of which one's less evil in, in someone's eyes. So I don't think really anybody really cares about Newcastle. You know, you you like the fact that they're English. They've got Eddie Howe. They're kind of backing him as opposed to what Chelsea have done with Potter. We knew that you were going to ruin him. 
and I'm enjoying the capitulation from Chelsea. I'm annoyed that they got the result yesterday. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really give a shit about Newcastle. I I don't want them to get Champions League football 100% no. of the season. I'd rather United get Champions League football than Newcastle get Champions League football. Yes, I was, uh, around, I was in Milton Keynes yesterday at uh, Ikea and uh, I was going around the shop and I kept going, oh, for God's sake, uh, Spurs have scored, uh, Chelsea are winning, um, Liverpool are winning, uh, for God, bloody hell. And then I had, I had food four times yesterday. I've never in my life have I eaten four times in a day. I was stuffed. We spent 90 quid on food in a day. That's impressive. Uh, that's impressive. That's impressive. It's terrible. I eat once a day normally. So today is a fruit and nut day, and I don't mean the chocolate bar, you cheeky fuckers. Uh, right, Demsec says, hello. Hi, guys. Avon, by the way, those people who say Erdegaard disappears in big games, remind them of this who game. Who says moment. that? I'd love to meet these people. They're I've not, not seen any of that. I've not seen that before. I've not heard of any negatives towards Erdegaard. He's like the second highest goal scorer pre- uh, central midfielder in the Prem at the moment. Yeah. And I think he's hard. Oh, is he on 15 now, the same as Martinelli? Yeah, he's fun. He's brilliant. What he's a brilliant. He's, he's barely out of nappies. Oh, no, he's 24. Amazing. Crazy. We've got such a good player. Tullaby Fool says, Masterclass from the ref in figuring out ways not to book the blonde master brain twins in the Newcastle Blaster Twins. I mean, we'll come to this later, but when you look at the fact yeah. that today they got booked, Dan Burns 73 and Schlar in the 96th. Schlar. And then Eddie got I like that. The he's supposed to share. Let's call him Schlar. Oh, what an absolute. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but then Agreed. that's what we get used to. Demsex said, first game, Kivio was poor. Now he looks solid. Yeah. Well, he had that very small cameo, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Mudrick 1.0. Phil says, big star Avon. Herb Garden, magnificent. He is a cross between the, the ballerina and a magician. Do you think because he's already had a taste, a sour taste in his mouth from going to a big club abroad, that he's, he's never going to want to do that again after being at Real Madrid from the age of, what, 14? I think it, I think when you're 16 years old and you get the contract that you do of £80,000 a year and everybody's like, Erdegaard's been around for nearly a decade and he's only 24. Um, everybody knows of Erdegaard, but the thing is, it didn't work out like everybody predicted. And, and there was anxious worry about it being like a Freddie Adu. And if you don't know who Freddie Adu is, footballer that everybody rated back in the day, football manager, he was rated to be one of, he was supposed to be one of the best players in the world and he just didn't really get anywhere. So everyone uses it as an example called Freddie Adu. And so everyone was worried about that being the same thing with Erdegaard, going on loan a few times, um, going and then going on loan with Arsenal. We kind of, showing something that he can he can get involved. And then we take a punt on him for 35, which was a steal now when it comes to uh, when it comes to Real Madrid. But let me just say this. I don't think Real Madrid are really worried too much about uh, that sort of thing now that they're signing Bellingham. Um, I love the fact that Bellingham was like, oh yeah, I want to play for a club with with a with a young player's sort of like a like a story being built. And then he goes to Real Madrid for like nearly right. 400 grand a week. So I was like, all oh, right, so all that what you said was a load of tosh, was it? Well, shot. Anyway, I digress. Erdegaard, all of those situations kind of gave him a steel spine. He looks like a player that's been playing for 20, 20 years. He knows the dark arts. He knows how to get in the minds of the players, in the minds of the referee to kind of waste those few extra seconds, give his teammates uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit more time to get into the positions that they need to. He's incredibly smart. He's off the ball play, he's impeccable. He's on the ball play, he's once again the difference maker today, which got us the goal um, from uh, from just outside the box. It's very similar now uh, that he scored a few goals like that. But he is just, I can't believe we got him for what we did. 
unbelievable. And the guy's the captain leading from the front. I'm I'm in complete awe of Martin Merton Odegaard. He's just an incredible football player, Danny. Oh, he is. Love we love him. Uh, a few more things. Tied out. Rocky says we need to keep Katie. Yes, we do. He Showed was brilliant today. He was so today. good today. Um, Avon says, yes. Uh, Boy says, uh, Guimaraes went f- went for the Newcastle money. He can't be mad at our players for having the proper football club. Could we, n- could we not move Zinchenko to CM and recruit another left back? I will also talk about our, that. Yeah, also makes our midfield signings an easier ordeal as Zinchenko covers all of those positions. Maybe if he does it for the Ukraine, well, yeah, we'll cover that later. Uh, right, Demsek yeah, says, Arteta needs to keep Katie and Martinelli together and sort things out. Does. Davon says, Man United cannot finish ahead of us. No, yeah, all we needed was a point today and we're guaranteed oh, yeah. second place. I still oh. can't believe Gary Neville said that shit <laughs> for, oh. for how long. Absolutely. The, the the Man United tinted glasses, he needs to take them off sometimes. It's a little bit crazy. Yes. Um, I was going to make a new banner. Happy um, Premier <laughs> Premier League runners. Oh, yeah. We're, we're confirmed oh, second now, aren't we? Day. That's it yep. now. Happy at least Premier second place. Now, when it, when it if you said that at the start of the season, saying that we'd finish up second, holy We've, shit. People what, three games go, to go? Fucking, I'll take that. Yeah. This impressive, is impressive, very impressive. We're on course for 90 points. That's that's so good. That's so didn't Liverpool the season where they didn't win it last season, didn't they get 91 points? Um, I wouldn't know. If anybody can tell me that, I'm pretty sure Liverpool got 91 points, and everybody was like, Liverpool get 91 points, and that's not winning the league. This is really showing how good this city side is. So if anybody can confirm that for me, I really appreciate it. And we're one point off that. That's my point. Well, one point off that with the team that we have, and we've got we've got such a higher ceiling than Liverpool uh, do or did. Hmm. Such a higher ceiling, such a higher ceiling. Uh, anyway, shall we just jump into the minutes then? Shall we? Yes, we'll talk about the lineup do and everything like that. I'm doing another cut and paste. Let's do it. Um, Gabriel back into the back in the side. Um, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Lot of lot of worry um, at the end of the game uh, last week where. Um, Gabriel got battered and we were talking about how many times does, it, does a player need to go down before we end up substituting. And it was like five or six times, uh, but it was, I wasn't worried. I heard, you know, rumors a couple of days later that he's pretty much fine. And he played again today, which kind of, it's nice to not worry about the defensive partnership um, at the moment. Now that Kivior stepped in and doing the business, um, incredible player. Jorginho once again, keeps his spot over party who came on and had a lovely little cameo. So I'm hoping that he's going to, hopefully start to to show what he did at the start of the season for the final remainder games of this season. Did you notice what position um, Party, Xhaka and Jorginho played in? Now that in the last three. few minutes? I didn't yeah. notice, no. No, what, if what? anybody did, let us know, because I was busy. I'm pretty sure Party and uh, Party was playing forever because he, he had better legs. Um, but that's, that's, I don't know, I'm not sure. Other than that, no other changes... Um, it's nice to Liverpool finished 92 points. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. We're only, we'll be potentially two points off. I still think that's impressive. I still think that's yeah, impressive. Considering that, was that, that, that was almost the that was like, that was like the Liverpool side and we're, yeah. and we could get to 90 points and we've got a ginormous ceiling in comparison to them. Ginormous season. Um, so first minute Murphy hits the post. What the fuck? What opening game, opening few seconds of the game. Um, Zinni, for me, doesn't close down the ball enough. We'll talk about it, all the Zinni moments today. 
Um, should have done better. Jorginho getting caught out in the midfield, really showing um, his lack of legs. Uh, we thought Xhaka was slow. Jorginho is like, hold my beer. I can go. I can run slower than Granite Xhaka. Um, he goes in for a challenge, doesn't make contact with the ball. The play, the play is able to proceed, and the central midfields of the game in the first few minutes really starts to show um, that uh, you know Newcastle had the upper hand in the early few minutes of the game, just purely from the midfield area. But Zinni once again doesn't do enough to close down. Danny is in. <laughs> Is in check. Let's should we just talk about it now? Because it's like sure. the opening section of it all. Yeah. Um, lots of people talking about how Zinchenko, we've spoken about it numerous times on the podcast that Zinchenko's defensive capabilities are not his strongest suit. Um, and Tierney came in today and put in an incredible performance. So it kind of you're sort of like mm, we struggled creatively because Zinni and Jacker weren't playing as attacking this today. But Zinni really, when he when when we have when we have to defend. It's like it's like if we play a team that we've that are going to go toe to toe with us or pressure us as much as Newcastle did today, you kind of get a little bit anxious with Zin- with Zinchenko. He doesn't close down Murphy enough for me, um, and Murphy puts it against the against the uh, against the post. Beats Ramsdale. Really, really, really worried about that. But uh, do we sign a left back and uh, put Zinni as an option for the central midfield? But then does that stop the the opportunities of potentially signing someone like Casado? or Rice in the summer, and I, I'd love to sign either one of those. Um, I know you're not a massive fan of Rice, and Caicedo, for me, is brilliant. He had a great performance. He's a Brighton well. recently. He played right. I was just last about to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Brighton game, Caicedo played right back and put in incredible performance there for Brighton. Um, so really showing that he's got that, he's that level Where, above party. Where does he usually play? Central mid. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a water carrier. Yeah. Dis, uh, disrupts the play. And the recycles the possession. He's he's one of the best in the league for it. He had one of the best games I've ever seen him. It was either against Chelsea or United. Can't remember. It was a few weeks ago, and I was watching it. And Casado was unbelievable. We constantly intercepted the ball. Um, but Kieran had a, a, a game today, a really really good game. But Zinni once again getting caught out numerous times, and this is in the first minute. In the first minute, Danny Zinni gets caught out, doesn't close down the ball enough, and Murphy's only stopped by the woodwork. Unbelievable. It is very annoying, but it all, I think it, this all depends on whether um, whether Tierney is going to stay at the club. Because if Tierney is, as he's shown today, he's still a brilliant player. He's been fit for most of the season. People go, oh, he's injury prone. He damaged his, he damaged his shoulder, his left shoulder, I think, at Celtic. And then he landed on it again when he came to Arsenal. And then he had a right shoulder injury. And then I think he had a calf injury. So it's not the same one over and go over because he is so committed no, he's not to party. everything. He's not a party. Yeah, he's so committed to everything that he just goes goes in and then uh, tries to get the ball, and he'll put his body at risk, like Jack used to and other players. And if we, I think the first thing you need to do is tyranny. Are you going to stay? And then maybe play Zinchenko in CM. But See, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen because I don't Zinchenko's think Zinchenko. I, I'm sorry, yeah, and, I don't think Tierney's going to stay. No, I nor do I. And it, and I don't. And I don't even think it's anything to do with the fact that Arsenal don't want him. I think he's going to want to leave for for getting some game time. I think he wants game time. He's not been getting it this season. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the few remaining... No worries. Uh, The few remaining games, um, it'll be interesting to see how much Tierney is involved, especially against... uh, We've still... No, we've already played Chelsea. I'm like, what what game have we got next? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. I can't even remember what game we've got next. Checking this on the fly... Brighton. Yeah, we've got Brighton, Nottingham Forest. Sorry. 
probably all getting really annoyed at me telling me shit. It's it's Brighton Deacon. Yes, uh, that's going to be a tough game. So there's going to be questions asked. Potentially, will Teeny start for uh, for that particular game? So that's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, lots of interesting questions about Kieran Tierney. I don't want to lose Kieran Tierney. Um, I think he's an incredible player, but I don't think he'll stay around because of the lack of game time. But as I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, against Brighton. But but there we are. We'll talk about the Shah situation. He's never going to play him in central midfield. If he hasn't, if he is playing other, if he went and bought um, Jorginho to play yeah. in that position, then he's got someone like uh, him there. He's never going to do it. It's never going yeah, to happen. Yeah, but we're going to, we're, we're, we're looking at Rice, Caicedo. Yeah. We're looking at Mount, ESR's getting retracked. We'll talk about it. It was a question. ESR uh, movement. Oh, no. We'll talk about it. I think it was one of the questions oh, and I saved it. Sad. Yeah, Phil Macker uh, put the question in and I've saved that. I'll answer that because okay. there was developments and, and news articles. Uh, coming out about that. And I want to talk about that in conjunction with the Martinelli season where we didn't see him for like 75% of it. And now look at the player that we've, so, you know, trust the process. Let's let him cook, let him cook. Um, but yeah, first five minutes, um, complete and utter Newcastle control. We, we've come into the game uh, like a deer in headlights, Danny. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, but also sort of six, seven minutes as well. We look annoyed. We looked annoyed. We looked frustrated. We looked I don't know what it was a very mixed emotion from the Arsenal players. Um, Newcastle really getting involved. I don't know whether Arsenal were a little bit shell shocked that Newcastle came out of the gates as much as they did. Now I know that they do that Newcastle, but considering we go by what happened last game, they sat and sat and sat. Whereas this with this game, they kind of put the game towards us, um, which put a lot of pressure on us uh, from coming and playing out the back. And we're one of the best teams in the league that plays out from the back as our city. And they really put us on our on our back burner, Danny. So the first sort of first four six seven minutes here, it's just complete Newcastle control, complete and utter Newcastle control. Which I was quite surprised at. Someone in the chat it says, "Oi, Danny, it's Leon. Is that Leon from Huntington who's now living in America? I haven't seen you for about twenty years. I hope that is you because I put it on on my Facebook. I, I tweet because I've got quite a few um, friends that are Arsenal fans. So say that question again. I just want to make sure if that was the Leon." No, no, no. Whereas, um, I was just saying for the first sort of six, seven minutes, it was nothing but Newcastle when we looked like a deer in the headlights. I was worried. I was worried. I thought, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be another collapse. It's going to be yep. like those four games where um, uh, the three draws and the loss is going to be like that. And I thought, oh, here we go. Because I was yep. talking to a friend of mine um, on, on WhatsApp last night and she, she said, how do you think the game's going to go? I said, it's going to be tough. I don't think we might not get even a draw out of this. And she said, I think we're going to lose. And then I think, then I was thinking oh. back after, this is what we said last week, no pressure. No pressure on Arsenal, magnificent against Chelsea. We've done really well today. And, and this could be it. And I've, I've, I've because, you know, we all, we're going to do the usual questions, aren't we? What, who's playing who? So I've got this ready for when we're talking about it later. I've, yes. got, the Premier League, I've got the Premier League table ready to talk oh, about it yes. later. And I've also Good. got the history of every Premier League winner and how many points it got to win the league. So Ooh, they're all ready. Danny, I love all this. This is beautiful <laughs> stuff. This is was, creme de la creme. Ready. I'm loving this, Danny. This is brilliant. This is going to be a good pod. We've got lots of people here, guys. If you're brand new, uh, make sure you hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to us. If you're brand spanking new, if you're watching on Twitch, Hit us up with a follow if you have a prime. Make sure you chuck it our way. Gives a little love to love to Danny the man. Um, and also, if you are on Twitter, I'm hearing Periscope. Uh, Elon uh, launched the uh, Periscope, the 2015 code, because it hasn't been updated since then. And he was like, 
We're just going to update the bit rate and we'll start in. He wants to start, obviously, get live streams uh, going on Twitter again. So it's going to be interesting to see if you're brand new on Twitter and you're watching us on Twitter, hit us up with a follow. We talk about Arsenal every single week after the game. This is a post-review and we remain positive regardless of the result, yeah, including the, the City thing. game. Yeah, it's very easy to get all caught up and, and look at the negatives because that's what humans do. But we try and do things differently here at Burkamp Wonderland and that's what we're going to do again today after a brilliant 2-0 win. Um, so seven minutes, Danny. Penalty. Or Penalty. Not. Or, or not. not. But I, yeah. I saw, I, 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 you know, in real time, you're thinking, okay. But then when you see the replays, it's, it, do you know what really annoys me? The commentators I was watching, I think it was NBC that I was watching, I know it's American broadcast. Um, they uh, they were like, oh, oh, I hit his arm. And you're like watching the replays and you're like, I just want to get like a book and smash my face with it, face palming <laughs> like this. Because <laughs> you can see in the replay, it literally bounces off his leg, doesn't even go near his arm. If anything, he's got, he's so quick, Kivior, to pull his arm in as quickly as he does it, that it looks potentially like it's bounced off his arm. But yeah. even if it does touch his arm, it still touches his leg before and therefore it's not a penalty. However, it takes the referee about a hundred fucking replays for him to get it in his mind. The commentators are like take? six, about five or six minutes. I mean, the commentators, Gary never went, no, nope. because it, you can see, he kept saying, you can see his shorts move before his arm moved. Just like, in the leg made how, can you, how can you watch it this many times and not see it? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, I'm so frustrated that it went on as long as it did. It drives me nuts. What's the f point of VAR systems when it takes this long to analyze something that we're all screaming that we see? It's so you even clearly have to analyze it. Can't people just say to him, Oi, ref, no. It's not a pen, mate. You're fucking, yeah, you got it wrong. Move Sorry. on. Sorry again. <laughs> oh, it's only in the first five minutes that YouTube get the hump if you swear. And I already said bastard once. So that's oh, like, okay. Oh, All right. Fair there enough. There goes I, our 70p. I'm I try, I try, I'm trying my utmost best not to, uh, not to swear as much as I usually do, but yeah, um, really, really frustrated. Uh, yeah, 74 replays I wrote down. I was like 74 replays hits his leg, but I'm hoping at this point that we use this, 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 uh, this piece of momentum shift, because if anything, this is going to completely deflate Newcastle. They were like, Oh my God, we're getting a penalty. No, it's been taken from them. Now we use that momentum to push the pendulum in our direction. And we end up doing that um, in 13 minutes with once again, an Erdegaard goal. Danny, break it down, baby. It is uh, yeah, 14 minute goal. Erdegaard, typical Erdegaard strike. I mean, that's all you really need to know about that goal. A uh, little Mexican thing up there. Cause Mike hurts fake Mexican is there. Hello. Try to get Sean to go to Mexico. She's no, she's no one day. Um, Typical Odegaard strike. What a player. Set up by Jorginho is on the right-hand side. Gets the ball. Yep. Slides it through uh, along the floor, which is the best way to play the ball. And Odegaard says, oh, thank you very much, my good man. Do you mind if I tap this? And he went, no, go ahead, sir. Smack it. He went, righto. And then he has a whack. And he manages. There was a game back in the 80s, uh, bear with me, called Sensible Soccer. And you'd have oh, a yes. quick shot pro. you press kick. And then you could go wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And the ball would go like that. And you could after-touch it, and I was a god of that game. And Erdegaard managed to after-touch that goal. So that so when he kicked it, it went through one player, through another player, and then he curved it into the bottom right of the corner of the goal as the goalkeeper was diving to get it. And that, member is the, the goalkeeper with the second most number of clean sheets in the Premier League. And he did that. And it was sensible soccer-style beautifulness. Again, Erdegaard, three goals in two games. <laughs> He's uh, it's. Do you know what really 
pisses me off. I, t- I took him out of my fantasy team a couple of weeks ago and he's gone, he's yeah, doing what he's doing that. right now. It's really annoying me because I kept Saka and Martinelli and obviously Martinelli got an assist today, but it's been all over God for the last couple of games and I took him out. But it was it was such a well-placed shot. Um, like it, it's, it's, it's precision, not effort or, or, or power or anything like that. Nutmegs Botman going through, which is always a nice little touch. Good. And then, yeah, puts it past Pope, who's, you know, competing with Ramsdale for that number one shirt. Still don't understand why. My Pickford's still number one, but there we go. Um, but anyway, um, I, I, unbelievable goal. Once again, we're hoping for uh, the uh, the pendulum motion to go in our favour, and it ends up doing that a few minutes later. So I'm very, very happy about that. 60 minutes, what a game. Um, but 20 minutes in, Danny, mm. we're 1-0 up, but we're once again on the back foot. Newcastle pushing, pressuring us, really putting us into some really difficult situations. Um, but uh, Martinelli um, having an opportunity and not really doing enough with it. Um, Odegaard plays him through the middle and then Martinelli just doesn't really do enough with it. There was a few moments where we had a few chances and Pope looks like it's just, it's, it's easy for him to make these shots um, saves. Unbelievable. Mm. And then 22 minutes, Saka should have done better as well. Um, 26 minutes, Ramsdale coming in huge. So let's talk a little bit about our man of the match, man. I know we spoke about earlier at the start of the yep. podcast, but he, the amount of saves that he made this game to not even just about keeping us in the game, but just, just showing the reasons why, you know, signing him down on a long base contract is exactly what we need to be doing. Ramsdale is just, and then 28 minutes, Ramsdale again, unbelievable play, Danny. Absolutely unbelievable. Goalkeeper play. saves. They made five each. Yeah. Well, that's why they're the best goalkeepers in the league. Probably. Exactly. That's exactly right. These are the, this is, this is Pope and this is Ramsdale. The two biggest English keepers going on at the moment. They're both battling for the number one shirt. Ramsdale pips it. Ramsdale yeah. just pips it. If it's any manager um, other than um, Southgate, those two would be the one and two. Yes, I completely agree with you. Pope is brilliant. It, the shot where he saved it from Saka, where he just bounced it, I, I, I was like, oh, Jesus, man. He didn't even look like he needed to really do, go down or make any effort towards it. It was just so easy for him. Unbelievable. Um uh, 30th minutes here. Um, I'm saying we need more from the wingers. I thought that was really frustrating that that Newcastle was. It's, isn't it weird? Dan Burns like seven foot million. The guy is and they so never mention cute. it, do they? Which is they, so odd. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. But yeah, I, I I I don't understand how we're not able to punish Newcastle when they're playing such a slow, tall left back in the way that they are. It's like a, a very unconventional left back, and I know we're we're Arsenal. We also play with an unconventional left back. You know, I, I can't believe that Saka and Martinelli weren't able to get involved in the game earlier on than, uh, than you know, uh, than the uh, Martinelli assist. But Danny, what, what did you what did you make of the, you know, Ramsdale doing what he does and then, you know, just keeping us in the game, Danny? Because I know I talked about the wingers, but the Ramsdale situation. I often wonder what it is that makes Ramsdale, because sometimes he's a flapper and sometimes, most of the time, he's brilliant. And yeah. I was thinking, could it be? Having Bob holding in front of him gives him the willies. Now, I love Big Bob. Big Bob is magnificent. But there is some reason why Ramsdale is on edge at times. He looks nervous. He looks yeah, a but little Gabriel, bit But Gabriel was on edge. Party was on edge. Zinchenko was on edge. Uh, when you don't, it's it's like the it's like the uh, Spartans 300, yeah? Hey. It's the, the phalanx. It's the phalanx, yeah. right? That's the correct yeah. term, isn't it? I don't know. It, 
I'm pretty sure the phalanx is the. If I, I'm probably going to correct me if I'm wrong, but you you you're you're just as strong as your weakest point, as oh, uh, King Leonidas same. says. So uh, there there are a row of shields, and if um, the whole idea of them is to move forward as a unit, um, and if one's just faltering, then it allows a gap, and holding has been that gap. Um, and but now that Kivio's kind of stepped in and stepped up, we're not seeing as many errors from the. Well, apart from Zinchenko. But I think that's just because he's not very good offensively. But er everything else, Gabriel stepped up. Um, Jorginho has come in and stepped up. Ramsdale has stepped up immensely. Um, so uh, this is, as they say, strikers win you games, but defenders win you titles. And I'm hoping that we can finish the season strong and get those 90 points. That would be, that is an important thing and it needs to get done. Um yeah, people are putting quotes in there. Um, we've got, uh, I don't know, do that one, that one. And then right, if I go here, I've got a quote from Rudy, which is uh, in that order. Erdegaard, we showed something special today. To come here and win is not easy. The way we did it as well, we had to be very smart. We had to be a bit ugly at times. We're up which we got away with, which is which is good. This is a big step for us as a young team coming here and doing all the things we did. It shows we've come a long way. And Erdegaard also says that's a big factor as well. Last year here was one of the toughest days of my career, to be honest. After dropping a few points after the City game to come back and beat Chelsea and then come here and win again, it shows the mentality and how far we've come. We have to keep going we have to de keep digging and fighting until the end. That's Churchillian, that isn't it? He's a he's twenty four years old. That guy, that man is twenty four years old. At twenty four years old, I was still just partying three days straight. I don't even left my, home. I just I was off. I was off my ass most weekends <laughs> at twenty four <laughs> years old. Uh, you know, to, to hear that for, uh, so composed and so uh, you know eloquently said. It blows my mind. I'm crap at languages. It blows my mind that obviously, you know, English is not his first language. He speaks, I'm guessing he speaks Spanish and he speaks Norwegian and uh, yeah, English. And he still comes across the way he does. Unbelievable football player. Unbelievable football player. And obviously the difference maker on the 14 minutes. Um, but uh, what we got here, 33 minutes, I wrote down, have we got a throw on coach? Because we need one. Have we got a throw on coach? We've got Does a set piece know? coach. We've got, well, we need a throw-on coach. <laughs> yeah. We need a throw-on coach. We are shocking. We are shocking when it comes to throw-ons. These are great opportunities to get him, uh, get him, but, uh, you know, the back line. There's no offside when a throw-on play. I did notice that we did do something different from a throw-on later on in the game. Oh, yeah. um, they had their backs to us. We ran off, got the ball, picked it up, and Erdegaard ran past. And as he ran past, he threw the ball to him like that. And I thought, oh. I've not seen oh, that. Okay. Normally, it's a static throw to a static player. Yeah, we need to do more that of that. That was really then. quick. So yeah, we need to do more maybe. of that. Hopefully, hopefully, I yeah, we need to do something because we if we don't throw it to one of their players, we don't we stand there for about fifteen minutes until the referee is about to give a yellow I card to the player for time wasting. I've mentioned previously and thrones. Why don't we just give them the ball? Because it seems nobody wants to get it. No, no one nobody comes wants to, to move. Get it. Yeah, nobody wants to move. It's really Annoying. weird. Um, 40 minutes here Erdegaard uh, long ball tough for Martinelli I think that's the Erdegaard pass actually um, yeah Erdegaard playing it through to Martinelli and him just not doing enough and then 43 minutes Bruno um, Gimeres fouling Saka and, and just absolutely destroying his Achilles 
it got to the point where you're thinking, at what point does the referee pull out a yellow card when someone's legs broken? I mean, it's how often crazy how they so would just, yeah. if he, he, he rips his boot off and throws it, he's in, and rolls around yeah. on the floor, he's in that much pain. Pissed. He's pay- he's absolutely pissed. And then we see an argument between Xhaka and Cher. Uh, then we see an argument between Jesus and Trippier. They're all just having massive arguments all over the pitch. This is uh, sorry, Xhaka with Wilson. Uh, yeah. I Sorry? This is what I wrote in the minutes. So 47, Jolieton shoves Erdegaard and then Wilson comes up behind Erdegaard and, and shoulder barges him and shoves him forward. 48, minute later. Wilson being a twat to Xhaka as he is sat on the floor. A minute later, Wilson and Xhaka at it again. Newcastle have a plan and it isn't football. 51, Erdegaard... Oh, well, that's down to Erdegaard nearly scoring again. But yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah. space of three minutes... And you had about five or six things going on constantly. Yeah, the, the, Bruno, the Bruno on Saka, the Wilson on Xhaka, the, the Gabriel Jesus on Trippier. And it was just going everywhere. It was going everywhere. Referee com- lost complete control of the game. Um, he's lucky that it was halftime coming up. So it kind of, um, it was like the, the bell at school, kind of you're in the middle of class and the bell rings. So everyone just stops what they're doing and walks off. Someone's um, making their missus watch the game. Watch, either watch us or watch the game. That's uh, Super Calabilibalabilibalabocious. If that's uh, Mrs. Super Calabilibalabilabalocious, then hello to you. I can't say it. I can't no, say no, it. Can well, I, Mrs. can say it. I can't say, say it. Perfectly. Oh, I can't. I can't, can't do, do it. it. 51 minutes. Erdegaard, why didn't you score, Danny? Why didn't Erdegaard score that? <clears throat> because Pope is a magnificent goalkeeper, and at the very last second, he stuck his leg out and uh, put it away. Tried um, to put it back across, didn't he? Tried great. to put it back across. He should have just lifted it over the keeper. That oh oh, uh, there was some uh, there was some videos going around recently. Now I know that Özil is a bit of a uh, uh, catch twenty two marmite kind of player. No no no, uh, no I, in love the marmite. I think that bloke's a prick. There we go. Fuck Fine. Him. I I loved Özil when he was playing for us. I thought he was. Oh, fantastic. I loved him for the first three seasons. Oh, of course, world class. Like, of course, but he has that ability um, where he's able to hit the ball into the ground and it bounces over. Erdegaard was seen doing that in training. So everyone's like, ah, Erdegaard's learning to do the Ozil, Ozil pass with the bounce into the ground. So I thought that was quite interesting. It but works. doing something like that, the skills. of course, um, or, or just, just rifle it into the back of net, but he plays it back across and, and Pope saves it. I'm gutted. That should have been a goal. That should have been a goal, Danny. We can't be greedy. It should have been a goal. Yes, I'm just looking at the clean sheets. How many have we got? I couldn't believe that. Um, what's he done? That uh, Decay is on f- 15. What? And Allison's. I know. How on Man United got 15 clean sheets? And then oh. you've got Allison, Nick Pope, and Ramsdale all on 13. I mean, Decay must have come from nowhere to manage to be able to do that. He wasn't even in f- the, the chit chat for it. To be fair, to be fair, United when Ten Hag came in, they kind of they've kind of built up a run, and that's the reason why they're in the Champions League spots now. Uh, but I that does shock me though. Regardless of the United surge, that does shock me that Odegaard, Odegaard well, De Gea is uh, top. Yeah, but look at this: um, Man United clean sheet, clean sheet, let in two against Spurs, clean, clean, clean. Two against um, Man United, clean. Seven against Liverpool, clean, clean. So uh, I think I'd be more happy with what Ramsdale's doing on 13 than letting seven in against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, end the first half. Um, what, a, what a first half. All I was talking about was the arguing and the fighting that was going on pretty much. I thought it was going to get to the point where fisticuffs were going to start happening. 
uh, unbelievable. I couldn't believe what was going on. I've, I haven't seen a more heated game of football uh, in a very, very long time. Um, second half kicks in and then Ramsdale makes probably the save of the season. It's this year's uh, got a save. You know, that was it last year? He, uh, he saved the Leicester shot that mm. kind of really put him in the eyes of the Arsenal fans. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, he makes the save of the season. Um, Cher has a clean header, puts it into the, puts it, heads it, goes into the ground. And Ramsdale has managed to managed to get his right wrist up and, and and sort of deflect it out. I couldn't believe it. What I say, the the it's not even the fact that he's a great shot stopper. He's his his positioning and his uh, his abilities, his quick thinking and his movement is just is well. There's rumours, you know, that, that if you look at people, they'll they'll do their the team of the season. Sorry, not rumours, but they'll do a team of the season. And some people were saying that Ramsdale is is the goalkeeper of the season. And now I know you're saying De Gea's got the most clean sheets. But Ramsdale is well. He's a, one of. He's got to be. He's he's got to be the best keeper in the in the league thus far, right? Some of those saves is Rudy's cheered as one hundred bitties for titties. That's nice. Oh, very nice. Oh, that a nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Considering the age of him, I mean, De Gea has been at Man United the best part of a decade. This is yep. uh, Ramsdale's only been with a decent club for two seasons now. Yep, 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 so, yep. There you go. I can't. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in love with Ramsdale. Uh, Ramsdale. I love his attitude. I love the fact that he's kind of connected the fans and the players on and off the pitch. Kind of really gets going with us. I love all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then it only took... Uh, Martinelli had an effort on the 50th minute, but the 60th minute, Zinni Fatini. You were talking, Danny, at the start of the podcast that the substitutions were on point today. And yeah. this right here was probably the best substitution of the game. And Tierney didn't even, I mean, Zinchenko didn't even look surprised, did he? I think he no. knew. Looking at the, the ratings, he was our, well, Ben White got a 6-7. I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. Ben White had a uh, 93rd minute set, uh, a tackle of the season, 93rd Yeah, minute. so Zinchenko got a 6-9 and he, and, he, and he came off. And then you think, that's good. Um, rather than wait until like the 85th, 84th, yeah. some minute like that, uh, Arteta's gone right. We need to shore this up. We are um, we won it up. We're dominating the game and shut the game down. And then that should have been, that should have been game over. Uh, plus, we needed someone on the pitch who's been on the iron brew who isn't going to take any shit off of any of their players. And who better than than Tierney to come on and do that? And he was brilliant, wasn't he? he got straight into the game. Yep, I absolutely loved it. I thought yeah. Tierney um, had probably one of the best games this season in an Arsenal shirt. Now, I know he's not had many appearances this season because of the acquisition of Zinchenko, but Tierney just just slotted in perfectly. There was a few more moments uh, where he stepped in. We'll talk about that in just a moment because we're only still around the 60th minute. And then Xhaka, 58 minutes, uh, does probably one of the tackles of the season, um, able to dispossess in the box super cleanly and stifling a very well brought, um, sort of um, pushed Newcastle attack. Wonderful. Jacker just want he played deeper again today, and as you know, I'm not a fan of deep deep playing Jacker because that's the Jacker we've seen for years. I've also um, I've, no. Come on. Now I was going to say I've loved his attacking uh, Jacker version this season. It's been great, but today he was deeper and he did the business. I like it when Xhaka doesn't have to cover left back when um, uh, Zinchenko is off wandering yeah. around. Zinchenko's a great player. I don't. Yeah, I love Zinchenko. There's a few things about his game that I don't like, but you when. Um, when we've got tyranny at left back, Jacques can go, well, that's that covered then. 
Um, I'm going to carry on in midfield and track back and do all those other things rather than yeah. having a bit waiting and having to cover it at left back when he has gone on a wonder, a wonder, which is why I love Kieran Tierney so much. And I would have him playing over Zinchenko most of the time because I want an actual left back to be playing at left back. And I know the whole back three shuffle across a little bit and Gabriel covers there, but I don't like it. But then I'm not the manager, am I? And we're I like second it. in the league with him. I like so. it. I When Zinchenko plays well, we uh, with our creative outlet and our attacking outlet is sub- sublime. It really is. Um, but when we're caught out and we have to do a bit of defending, obviously Zinchenko gets caught out and it's frustrating. So we were lucky we got away with it today. Uh, and then a change at 60 minutes brings uh, brings Tini on and does does an incredible performance. 65 minutes, Joe Linton getting involved and Cher, and Cher getting involved, chucking their elbows about. They love a, They love a bit of UFC. How did Joe Linton get away with what he did? And how did Cher not get a red card for that uh, for that elbow into Gabriel Jesus's face? And I'm they, confused. They Can you help they, me? They did. They, they were doing it the whole time. I actually did a tweet and I had a picture of, um, of uh, where was it? No, I can't find it. But there was, uh, I had a picture of, it was coming in for a corner and Joe Linton went in with an elbow on Xhaka's neck and he got yep. away with it. They, yep. they were just just kept doing it the whole game, annoying. And the uh, the referee showed absolutely no um, no uh, passion Backbone. towards doing something sure. about. Hey, I found the picture. I'm going to save it and then I'm going to put it on the desktop. And then I'm going to I'm going to load it in here because I thought it was in the penalty area. I mean, it was there. It was their corner where it had been. It had oh, is this the Joe Linton on Jacker one? Yeah, the the elbow okay. in because I got it just before. And they, I think maybe he had a second dig at it as well. Um, there it is. Bring the picture up. Get that to go away. And then here, um, there you go. You can see Joe Linton in the middle, yeah, number the seven. Elbow. His elbow yep. went there, and then just after that, he lifted the elbow up, and it went up the top of his head. Yep. So Crazy. he's in, and then up. VAR the look left. at these things, and they didn't give anything. Not even no, a foul. Not even all a foul. Way you know, the game. I couldn't believe it. Joe Linton was throwing himself. There was a moment as well. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, Danny, when uh, Gabriel Jesus and Gabriel, the centre-back, were going over and having a little chat with uh, Joe did. Linton I to try and calm him down a little bit because he was he was throwing himself about there. I did. I made a note of this. Oh, here we go. Um, 42nd minute. I know we're going back oh, okay. in time. So this is... goes down, Shaka's calf, which we talked about, and then I didn't put the rest of it. Jesus talking to Joe Linton and taking him away, and then Gabriel's body language is like, what the fuck are you doing? You as he also tried to grab him away. And then we had Wilson doing it as well in the second half. All that, Was it the second half? Might have been the first half. No, Wilson first half was, was all good. over people, and he would not fuck off and leave people alone. And the referee's going, he was, he that's was... all right. I lost count how many times Wilson was just grabbing on Ramsdale when he had the ball. Yeah. I was like, what are you, what are you doing, mate? Doing this sort of fucking bullshit, bullshittery play that Newcastle do. I've got no time for it. No time for it. If Gabriel, I get annoyed when Gabriel Jesus even goes down on a, on a, on a light challenge. I'm just like, I don't want to see that from Arsenal. We've got class. We're better than that. Um, I get really fucked off with it. So the idea of Wilson just doing what he does and just throwing himself about and being just a nuisance and a dickhead, I've got no time for it. I don't know how you can applaud it as a player. Uh, maybe that's it's, because it's, we have a we have a higher level of class that we respect and we're not like scum of the earth. Because my comment here is, 
uh, Newcastle, the Newcastle players are playing like scum. We you know when you get out of the bath and you leave that ring of scum. <laughs> that's what that's what my mind goes to when and I look at Newcastle doing it. Yeah, it just it's just not give even. A damn. It's fucking, and the ref just not really getting involved and just allowing this this situation to just build and fester and fester. I, I couldn't believe it, but we got our come up. They got their come up, and sorry, on the seventieth minute with Martinelli. I'd said uh, at half time that the wingers need to get involved. Saka and Martinelli have been invisible, but the introduction of Tierney allowed Martinelli to get more involved because of the overlap that Tierney offered therefore allowed Martinelli to get into an opportunity where he's able to run at the defence, like I've put here. Yeah, I jumped 5:31 in. 5.31pm, you put that. I ch- Yeah, I jumped in at half-time on the stream just so I could type this and just say, Martinelli and Saka need to get more involved and we can get this over the line. And I was correct. Martinelli driving at the defence beautifully. And once again, he does that left peg thing where he does that extra step. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to be too much. But no. Martinelli does the correct thing, rifles it across the, the the mouth of goal, goes past Pope and bounces off Cher's foot to make it 2-0. So um, I couldn't believe it, the fact that, uh, you know, Cher, there was a possibility of him going off for a red card on Gabriel Jesus. And then he goes and does this anyway. So it kind of, oh, a little bit of karma, Danny, a little bit of karma. It, it was, but you could just see that Newcastle knew they were going to get away with whatever they want, and the players were making the most of that. And yep. once you see that the referee is inept, like someone's put out, Leon, if you're still there, nice to see you there. Um, where someone else put it in here about the ref. Oh, there you go. And lots of numbers. Kavanaugh had an appalling game. Here's a joke of a referee. I've had a bit of a trouble with Twitch. They've updated it um, on, on desktop, and they've moved everything around, and I couldn't see anything. So I've had to re- redo all my panels, which is why I've been... Oh right, okay. That's all right, Danny. You know me. I can yeah. I can waffle onto the cows come home. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Carlito says Erdogan should have had a hat trick or more. What I agree. I agree. But he still he still just did it, didn't he? He just still did it. He's quite incredible. Uh, no, Ozil talk. Sorry, I just wanted to briefly mention because of the viral video that went around about Odegaard making the uh, the bounce pass or the bounce shot. I thought that was uh, I thought that was fantastic. Nice quote here from Jorginho. Cheers, Rudy. The, this atmosphere is so beautiful. It just motivates us to play. Gives us so much fight. It's atmosphere. It's atmosphere. Every one of us was dreaming as kids. Now it's time to enjoy. Uh, Danny. I love the fact that we signed Jorginho in this in the winter. There was a lot of questions He's about the fact that People there was lots going, of. Oh, it, will, it can go in the summer. What? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. The, 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 the the fact that we signed him on a two year deal, so it's less pressure on us. Yeah. He's coming in and brings us that a level of calmness. The guy is just such a model professional. Um, yeah. Super experienced in Serie A. One of the most He's, wanted players in the league. Exactly. Uh, you know, he's done it. He's done it. He's done it in Napoli, but he did it even more at Chelsea. An incredible football player and someone that's just come in and just went, I'm Premier League proven. I can do this business. No problem. I know he hasn't got the legs, but he's got the ability and the game sense to just dominate. And I love everything about him. It's like I've it's like I've completely forgotten that he played for Chelsea. I've just loved him from the first moment we've signed him. He's just got such a lovely aura about him as much as I can't stand the way he takes penalties. But we haven't. We're not going to see that. Hopefully, exactly. um, well, hopefully we won't get to a stage where we need to see it. But I love him. I I, I absolutely love Jorginho. Um, so I'm loving that quote. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, Jorginho was immense today. Jorginho was immense. What else we got in the chat? 
Another quote from Rudy Arteta, a quote from Arteta, quote, we had to be at our best and demand of ourselves a very different level to what we showed here last year. We had to dig very deep. Well, Richard Morris is late. No, he's probably been uh, celebrating with the King. Don't you, worry. Don't worry. Morris, Newcastle were late on a lot of their challenges as well, so it's fine. Are you? Do you like the Royal Family? What's that? Me? Do I like yeah. the Royal Family? Yeah. Um, I'm not uh the king's biggest fan but i am a man of uh, i think values and traditions are uh steeped in english culture so i like i like the fact that we've got a little bit about ourselves in that regard and the fact that uh, you know the royal family bring in billions of pounds every year on tourism um it would be it's it's you know i mean a lot of people come to, to london to see the royal family so it brings in a lot of tourism so i'm not against the royal family but i'm not for them Either to a degree, I just appreciate it's kind of like a mutual appreciation. So it is what it is. Being American, yeah, you know, you know, we're not a monarchy; we're a democracy. We're not a monarchy; they've got no power. It's yeah. more of a tourism thing, and just accept it for what it is. Don't have to worry yeah. about it. Jesus Christ! But you know, some people get very upset, like Liverpool people, like Liverpool fans. Fucking, they get so upset. Everything's about them. Everything's about them. Yeah. But they'll still take tomorrow off. They'll yeah. still take tomorrow off. Always the filthy victims. Uh, Rudy says, Arteta on the game. I think the word to describe it is fight. When you have question marks, you have to resolve them. When you have the emotions we had last year, you have to feel them again. Realise how nasty they are and approach the game differently. The boys did well. There you go. I loved it, yeah. I loved it. What else we got? We got anything else going on? Let's just should we just jump straight back into some more. Yeah. Uh, if we got on. any, if you got, if you, oh, go on. No, you carry on. I'm just going to highlight what people are doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. If we got anything, uh, what else we got? I'll let you off, Deeks. Let me off what? Were you going to let me off? Um, uh, off to watch some old Arsenal. Well, man, there was, oh, okay, cool. No worries. No worries. No worries. Uh, United go down. Oh, wait, are they, they are playing right now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. they're playing right now. They're they playing um, at home to West away to West Ham. Come on, the Amers. Right, one six. They are rubbish, rubbish. Um, Jesus, yeah. Well, Rams, uh, the hay is not going to get a clean sheet tonight. Um, What we else we got here? Uh, Seventy-five minutes. Teeny looking good. Teeny stepping in and doing the business. Absolutely stepping in and doing the business. He looked absolutely fantastic. Missy wants to know what shit Deke. Uh, oh, this is a this is a Hayward's Heath shirt. Um, the reason why is because they they follow they support a cause that I work with called Walk and Talk, which is a men's mental health charity, and they've got the logo at the bottom of the. Uh, Uh, which is the uh, men's mental health charity uh, opposing football fans uh, walking together to try and uh, break the stigma of uh, of men having a, a chin wag and hopefully ending some uh, self-deletion. So uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, does Deke like the Royal Family already knew what the answer was going to be? Yeah, Rick knows me. He's a drylander, so he knows exactly where I stand. It's mutual appreciation. Mutual I appreciation. like him. Yeah, I yeah, I've got no qualms with him. I've got no qualms with him. Like, you know. people off. Just fucking relax. Just live your life. Yeah, just, life. Fuck off then. We'll have to cut life. your head off. Yeah, life's too life's too short to be getting anxious, uh, getting annoyed about just trivial things that you've got no control over. Jesus Christ, it's a little yeah. bit it gets a little bit sad and pathetic. I, I, you know what? I'm not. We're not going to talk too much about it, but um, you know, obviously the Liverpool fans were booing it. We all knew that they were going to boo the national anthem because they say they're scouse and not English. Yeah. Uh, and then Henderson, and it's like, oh well, you know, it's 
they're allowed to boo and it's their democratic right and free speech and all that. And it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But then Henderson's caught singing the national anthem, which I've called out Henderson before and be like, what's it like playing for an anti-English football club? It must be really weird. He's obviously patriotically English and he got caught singing the national anthem where Trent Alexander-Arnold was not, not singing it deliberately. And, it, and all the Liverpool fans were like, right, we don't want Henderson in the team no more. We'll get him out. He's a scumbag. And it's like, well, it was his democratic right to sing. No, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, Tierney. Huh? Yeah. Absolute knob jocks. Um, Tierney just looked fucking unbelievable. There was moments where he kind of stepped in and just intercepted the passes so beautifully. Um, really showing he's got that, he's got that uh, awareness. Was it, is it something that we need to look at now, Danny, with the remaining games of the season that we look at the possibility of starting Tierney now, um, especially against Brighton, who um, have got uh, such a, a plethora of attacking threats. Matoma, who I love to see in an Arsenal shirt, um, Solly March as well, and, and McAllister, who is a, a, a you know a World Cup winner. And Ferguson's been playing, uh, well, before the injury, he was playing decently, but Welbeck stepped up. When he gets the minutes, he does really, really well. Um, so is this going to be a situation now of we bring in Tierney or do we hold and keep doing the thing with, uh, with, uh, with Zinchenko? I'm just going to have a look at Zinchenko's games that he's played this season, how much of the games that he's played. So it's, uh, obviously cause you're full of fucking, I hate Chrome. Oh, I should use brave. Brave is my favorite browser. Brave. Uh, what the hell is brave? Oh, it's an ad. It's got it blocks, all adverts, and it doesn't spy on you. It's wonderful. Ah. Um, all right, Premier League, looking at Zinchenko this season. Um, so the bad run of games, he played 88 minutes against Liverpool. West Ham, he didn't play. And I think as um, Tyranny came in and played. But he tried to make Tyranny play the Zinchenko way by dropping into defensive midfield. Didn't like it. And then yeah. he played 72 minutes of the Southampton game. He played all 90 minutes of the Man City game. And so in those games, we conceded as our worst run of games this season. And the other worst run of games, um, 1-0 lost to Everton. He played 90. Brentford 1-1, he played 90. Man City 3-1, he played 90. So all of our worst run of games this season, Zinchenko has played there. And he does the, the Zinchenko thing, the cutting in from left back, because I don't like. And yes, so I would give uh, Tyranny a run at left back, because Zinchenko for me... Is he, is he is he still because he was out against West Ham he had an injury I think it might have been a stomach bug or something but I just old fashioned I want a left back at left back and maybe it is time to drop him but I think it's, if 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 we're going to keep Tierney at the club next season this is the time for Arteta to start playing him at left back and saying Gordon you go out there will you play left back because the games that we've got coming up next are um, Brighton. Oh, Oh, beautiful. On the next weekend, next Sunday, we are at home to Brighton, which is going to be a tough game because I watched Brighton midweek and they are an absolute joy to watch. They, look, they play then, very good football. And then the last two games of the season, meaningless because both those teams are rubbish, Forest and, and Wolves. So um, You say that, they've been getting results the last few weeks they've been yes. getting clean sheets they've been getting still wins still not a good side though I'm I mean, not they, I'm not got, disagreeing with you but yeah. they're, they're build, they've built up a little bit of momentum which could cause us a little bit of trouble if the game if the Premier League goes down to the last game of the season um, Wolverhampton are going to put up a fight that's for sure they got a little bit of a they got a little bit of grievances towards us because that's where the celebration police came in got involved last season didn't it with Wolves uh, when we got that victory over them um, so uh, I think they'll I think they'll turn up I think they'll Boy. turn up so we can't 
we can't just step in and just think that Wolves are going to you know roll over and and, and give up. Um, they're definitely going to get take it to, take it to the to the game. That's for sure. Um, substitutions here: Martinelli coming on, uh, coming off. Sorry for Trossard, and then then we all thought that Jorginho was going to come off for Party, but Erdegaard comes off to kind of shoring up the midfield with a Xhaka, uh, Party, and Jorginho midfield. Um, I think that's probably the I think that's probably the first time we've seen all three of them together like that. I mean, how, how many years did we go without a, a proper defensive midfielder, and now we've got three of them? All of them picked yeah. it the same. Yeah. Wenger yeah. must be rolling in his cabbage patch or rolling in the sand or whatever it is that he's doing because uh, you know, he hasn't got another job in management, has he? That's it. That's it. Um, then uh, 83 minutes here, tack- uh, another Tierney tackle. He just, he just, he just unbelievable, unbelievable. His interception play was brilliant, as was Kivior again today. Once Didn't really put a foot wrong, so I was really happy yeah. about that. Well, um, when you 80- don't hear much of a defender, you know they've had a decent game if they haven't exactly. had to do anything. Exactly, exactly. And if you say the same for a striker, it's not a good thing. 86 minutes here. Gabriel Jesus comes off and Enkatia. Uh, and then Saka off and Nelson. Once again, um, Danny, substitutions were correct. They were, yeah. Nice to see players getting minutes. A um, little bit sad that Reese Nelson has said this week that he's going to be leaving the club, which I'm yep. which I'm quite annoyed about um, after all the, the chances he's been given. But... And 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 you know the, the ESR thing as well looks like he's going to get one more season, but these young players and, and with um, Charlie Patino, you're not going to get this opportunity. And yeah, and Balogun, all has Balogun made his mind up yet? Though? Yeah, Balogun's leaving. Yeah, he wants to leave. For God's sake, he wants to leave. He knows. So the thing is, right? For the last few years, we have been a an academy production based team, right? But we've now stepped up to that. We've stepped that level up. Yeah, we we're not need playing to, in the Europa League where you can make a name for yourself anymore. No, we, we're playing in the Champions League and we're competing for the title now. All right. So we we can't we can't be in that situation where we can give as many chances to as many players as we have done over the few last few years because we've been kind of put, you know, building to this moment. And now we've got to this moment a little bit earlier than we perceived uh, and even Arteta perceived to be. Um so we're gonna need to step ourselves up a little bit more. And that's the reason why we've confirmed second spot, we've got Champions League football, we're still hopefully going to push for the title. You know, we look at the fixture listings for City. They've still got Real Madrid to play this week and then they've got a difficult game against Everton and then they've got Real Madrid again. It's going to be a very difficult end to the season for for Man City. We saw them play yesterday, okay? 2-1. Who were they playing yesterday? I can't even remember who City were playing yesterday. Um, Leeds. Leeds, that's right. Leeds got themselves a goal late on. And, Lee, and then City taking the ball into the corner flag. I was like, fucking hell, man. Lee, City terrifying, getting I've terrified changed. by and, and terrorised by Leeds at the Etihad. I'm thinking there's already moments where I'm like, City, have, you know, they, they still aren't a perfect, you know, perfectly finished um, piece of art. They've still got a lot of things to work out. And they've got this very double, this very tricky double fixture with Real Madrid and also an FA Cup to think about at the end of the season against United. Uh, You know, points could be dropped. Chelsea have now picked themselves up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if they turn up against City on the 21st. They've now, then they got two, three days later, they've got Brighton at the Amex. And then, and then literally four days later, they've got Brentford, who's already beat them this season. Listen, I know I, I got a bit of jip on Twitter because I'm being very positive. Um, <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, I, I'm. How dare I be really positive? It was a guy on there who's like giving me jip, going, 
oh well, you know, I hope you come down from cloud nine when they when you when it gets they shown up. And I'm like, wrong, do they? They'd rather might, be pessimistic. I just like you must be the most fucking boringest person to go for a beer with. Fucking, you must you sit down with him. You just want to jump off a bridge five minutes later. What's the point in following football if you're not going to be passionate about it and have the and be like, we can still do it, guys. Look at look at look at our fixtures compared to City's fixtures. Which ones do you prefer? Which ones? <laughs> Which ones do you prefer? No, I've lined them up now. So Absolutely. the ones we got on the same day are next to each other. And then like Man City, Real Madrid 17th and 20th, 21, 24th, 28th are lined up. So you can see how many gaps between day, days between games that they've got. That is not an easy running. It's, I, I, listen, I don't think I we're going to do it though. But sure, I hope well, we do. Listen, if we, let's get 90 points. Let's focus on ourselves and see what happens to City. Literally, let's see what happens to City. You know, uh, Leeds are, you know, uh, battling for relegation, uh, out of relegation at the moment. City got tested by them. They've got Everton coming up. Yeah. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Let's just, let's just be, at least have some positive mental attitude towards it. That's my opinion anyway. Um, 91st minute here, Ramsdale uh, save going wide, but he managed to get a, f- a fingertip on it. I thought Isaac was just a fantastic player. He's got that Henri esque ability about him coming in from the left and then tr- and coming inside. Uh, you know, in an alternate universe, I know that Arsenal were rumoured to, to sign him uh, a little while ago before he made the move to Newcastle. It would have been interesting because it's weird because I, I thought that he, he would struggle with the se- uh, with the sort of the step up. It's a bit uh, it's a bit anxious like the the Jonathan David situation. Uh, who's um, who's doing really well in Liga and again this season, mm. uh, Jonathan David. Um, but it's like, can he? Has he got the ability to step up? Can he do it on, at the higher level? Uh, and Isaac's uh, just—I really rate him. I really, really rate him. Um, and then ninety. Sorry, he's Canadian, isn't he? Who, Jonathan David? Yeah, yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Isaac's Swedish. Huh? Isaac's Swedish. Yes, yes, yes. Two decent players. Oh, 100%. 100%. It'd be interesting to see where Jonathan David goes in the, in the summer. 93rd well, he had minute. to move last summer, didn't he? He did, but he I think he wanted to stay for one more season, and, it is, and it's looking like it was the correct decision. He's just stepped up and taking his ability to that next level. So we'll see what happens. 93rd minute, Ben White, right back of the season. Challenge <laughs> last minute, literally down, down, down by the byline. Um, I I can't think of anyone else as... as as amazing as he stepped in and stepped up the way that uh, that Ben White has done this season, like yeah. you know, it at the start of the season um, we were like, oh, you know, we're gonna need we need a right back, yeah. you know, and there was rumours about Fresneda potentially coming in uh, from uh, from La Liga, and but it's like, but maybe we just get someone like a super backup for Ben White because Ben White is just I've never seen a centre back convert to right back as, well, as as impressively as he is. Arteta says he's the most one of the most intelligent players. You tell him what to do and he goes out there and does it. So that's what he converted his position. I know um, Josh was saying, because Josh has a season ticket there, he said he can play centre-back, he can be played a lot at right-back, he can play in a three at centre-back, and he can also play defensive midfield. But you look at the career of that bloke. He was at, he was at Southampton as a, as a young man, then went to Brighton without playing any games. He had a season on loan at Newport in the fourth tier, season on loan at Peterborough, third tier, season on loan at Leeds, the second tier, season with Brighton in the top tier, and then went to Arsenal. What a progression. And every club he went to, he was their player of the season. He just steps in um, and just does the business. Uh, I absolutely love his work ethic and the fact that he doesn't, 
he doesn't let uh, football consume him. Um, yeah, I know he gets he a lot of. Care. He, I love he's it not that going he's going playing football manager. I absolutely <laughs> love that he doesn't give a fucking shit yeah. about anybody's opinion. He's just he's just <laughs> himself. I love him. I love that about him. He's all that does to me is tell me that he oozes confidence. Yeah, he oozes confidence. You've seen he's a good-looking bastard as well. He's Sickening. a stunning-looking bastard with a fantastic lion tattoo on his chest. Um, you know, everyone gets really excited when he takes his shirt off at the end of the game because, oh, he's, you know, he's a good-looking... Everyone's waiting for the 90th minute. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I, I'm i a big fan of him. I think his confidence is phenomenal and it steps up and it shows. Uh, 94 minutes of here, just written here, Newcastle scummy again. I think they're just doing what they do. Um, I th- oh, yeah, it was a bit of an argument with Enketia. He's keeping the ball in the corner and they're throwing yeah. him around a little bit and giving him some chip. Uh, and Enketia just doing the business to kind of uh, see the game out. And, uh, and Danny, and, and, that, and that was it, a 2 0 victory. We managed yeah. to get a clean sheet, which is fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, but a 2 0 victory against Newcastle at St. James's in a situation where Newcastle are battling for a potential Champions League spot which I'm hoping that they don't actually get. I'd rather United get that Champions League spot. Um, but we've confirmed ourselves for second place, uh, at least minimum, for this season's Premier League. And I'll tell you what, as I said at the start, Danny, if you were told at the very beginning, and I'm sure any other Arsenal fan, if you were said, uh, told, sorry, uh, second, I think everybody would just go, yep, done, deal, deal, deal. The first one, going, I'll behave yourself, second. What are you? We won't even get top four. The naysayers. I th- I said we get top four, and I think Nick uh, from AWW he said second. So oh. if, uh, if if we do get second, he's he's the man to blame. But it's brilliant, and you just see so much promise for next season. You can I'm see so you can see our team evolving through the season, getting better and better. Every position. I'm so with excited. With our best eleven, that team as if they stay together for the next decade, that would be. Mag- well, most of them, because some of them will be in their forties by then. But you know what I mean. It'd, no, be, I a, it'd mean. be a wonderful thing. It's a great time to be an Arsenal fan. Yes, I completely agree. Summer's going to be fantastic. Um, really looking forward to it. I'm really, really going to look forward to it. I know, Danny, you don't like doing transfers, summer transfers on Football Manager, but for yeah, me, that's that's my favourite moment in the game. Is like finding a gem and then building the team and then oh, selling someone that I can so I can try and I like they're they're thirty one and they're worth 30, 40 million, but they were like my best player. But I'm like I'm going to cash in now and then buy some players and build a really young promising team. Uh, Rick will know what I'm talking about. He's saying no, uh, he's no Giroud. Uh, Giroud was the most stunningest man that played football for us. Holy <laughs> Jesus Christ! They used to call him GQ Giroud, uh, Giroud uh, Gentleman's Quarterly. Um, unbelievable player love the GQ Giroud but yeah um, remember guys if you have any questions uh, make sure you put them into the chat regardless of what platform you're on they'll all show up on the same screen for us so put the letter Q then a little dash and then you put your question we've got a couple of questions that we're going to answer towards the end uh, of the podcast um, but yeah I, I as a game I thought it was fantastic it was probably the most tense game that I've watched as an Arsenal fan this season um, you know, it's been it's been a pleasure watching Arsenal this season. I've really enjoyed it, and it's been one of the most. It's been one of the first seasons in a very long time where I've when I've managed to be able to catch every single game. Because sometimes there's been something that's happening in my life or whatever, but I managed to catch every game this season, and I'm I'm absolutely buzzing because it was one of the. It's been one of the best seasons that, uh, as an Arsenal fan. And you're right. Yeah. The yeah, future is brilliant. the future is very bright for us. We're looking brilliant. Champions League football is coming back to the Emirates. We're no longer going to be playing on a Thursday. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, back on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Um, can't wait for the music to kick up, kick up again. 
um, you know, it's not even about the money. It's about the reputation that that brings and the, and the ability that we can handle ourselves in the, in the transfer window. You know, confirmations on contracts like Saka and Ramsdale and Saliba are going to be a lot, lot easier than they would do if we didn't get this Champions League football. That's yeah, that right. I can assure you. It's not even about the fact that we can go out there and sign bigger, better players now and then we can offer them Champions League football and a title push to boot. But it's about confirming and solidifying those contracts with Saka, Ramsdale and Saliba. So I can't wait to see what happens in the future, Danny. It's going to be freaking amazing. I am going to look forward to it. I do like the Arsenal um, uh, transfer window, though. I do like doing that, do some shows. Uh, every season, I say, I will do a standalone half-hour show for every player we sign and every first-team player that leaves, and I never do it. I, but now I've got you and I've got Stan and Let's Carl do it. Let's and, do it. and a few others. So that hopefully I'm up for yeah, it. And Nick and a few others are going to try and be a little bit more organised this summer, but sometimes you think oh, everyone else is doing it. But again, I think it's not about numbers at ABW. It's, it's about just having a chat about the stuff that we like. Exactly. It's about offering an, uh, an opportunity for people that are just as passionate as us and as as positive as us, because we're the most positive podcast out there, that's for sure. And we're <laughs> proud to keep that in our minds. So I'm very excited about the summer. I can't wait for the summer. You know, bringing in Rice, Caicedo. I know that people aren't rating Mount, but if Arteta wants Mount, give the man Mount. That's all I can say. I've been getting grief here from Mike Hurts, the fake Guatemalan. Danny, that sounds like a great idea. You should name that pod the Tactical Breakdown. That belongs to Sir Tom of Canton. I would have his people, his groupies would be all over me. No, can't take on the Canton and steal his ideas. Um Patrick Carson says we need the West Ham guy. Is he having a good game, Patrick? Is he having a good game? I'm going to assume he's having a good game. I how they were all out against Man City when we needed them to be there, wasn't it? Uh, Rice and Suchek and I don't know. And the bloke who, the Italian, come from Swasolo. Uh, Pacqueta. Pacqueta. No. uh, um, The Italian really tall striker. Oh, so, uh, Schmacker. Schmacker. I like like him more. No, he's he got an injury, right? Skamaka's got an injury. I've got no idea. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's got an injury. I like Skamaka. He's a he's a target man. I love my, uh, myself a target man. Love, yeah, Skamaka. I love myself a target man. Love it. Is Travis or our Travis from my WhatsApp group? I don't know. Colos used cars. If you need a new car and you don't want an MOT, you don't want a warranty, and you want that be overpriced for a rusty piece of shit, go to Colos used cars and uh, tell him that we sent you and he will give you a 0% family discount. Nice to see you back there, Colo. Uh, Arsenio Wonga. Danny, the tree. good evening, sir. Hello to you, Mr. Wonga. Uh, Patrick says, yes, West Ham was denied a clear penalty for handball. Ah, oh, Travisor says, no, he's not. We're well, glad you're here anyway, Travisor. I do like dinosaur-style names. Uh, Arsenio saying, hello, everyone. Demsek, who is that? Is not a picture of Demsek. Demsek is someone of my vintage. Fine-looking young man he is. You could call the show Danny's Takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I like that. Yeah, I just started a new save on FM15, says Boy10. Uh, FM15? And Schumacher scored in his debut for PSV at the age of 15. Yeah, he's a brilliant uh, player. I like Schumacher. Uh, Carlos says he can't believe he pays for these ads. Yeah, Carlos, you've not paid us in eight years. You owe us £2.4 million. And also that Fiesta that you sold us went over around about bloody thing split in half. The back half is a Citroen AX. Absolutely gutted about that. Colonel Ward says if we want a target man, we have to get Zid- Zid- Zidic. Zidic. 
out that of is retirement. that is a name from the past, Danny. That is that is a name from the past. Holy Christ, Zigic. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Actually, there was a Eastern European, might have been Croatian. He was massive, he was bald, and he finished his career at Monaco in Ligue 2. And I can't remember who is who he was, but he was a, an absolute unit of a player. I think I remember playing him on on like FIFA twelve or something, and he never got never got went faster than a brisk walk. Yeah. So that's that's another that's another uh, weird uh, one for if, you. If we're talking about target men, Danny, my yeah. my uh, my favourite target man is um, uh, Lorenzo Luca. Um, oh. Used to play for a Serie B team, um, but he made a move in the summer to Ajax. He's about six foot four, six foot five. And he's my favorite, uh, has been for last FM and this FM has been my favorite uh, striker signing. Every I'm doing an Almera save at the moment in La Liga, which are, um, they're like a very tiny club that got created in 1989 in the southern part of Spain. Um, But they got bought out um, by a, uh, you know, a, a Saudi. Um, and they've uh, put a little bit of money into the club, even though they've got a stadium with the size of Bournemouth, 15,000. Um, but I managed to sign uh, Luca on my, uh, my uh, yeah, it's like four years in, signed Luca. I love Lorenzo Luca. Ajax haven't really used him much, but I like Luca. He's a very good target man. So if you play football manager, Luca, Luca's your man. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love a target man. I think it's, there's obviously talks about potentially Tony. Making a move, Watkins. What well, Luca Tony? That'd be lovely. One of my favourite ever Palermo <laughs> players. That'd be great seeing him back in the uh, back so in the big time. We'll see. What, we'll see what happens. Summer, as I said, the summer's going to be interesting. Danny's already said that we're gonna we're going to be doing some uh, podcast during the summer. So every signing that we make, we'll have a podcast specifically on that player, and we'll do some. Uh, we'll obviously do deadline day this year. One million percent, Danny. That's a guarantee. Yes. We're doing deadline day um, every hour speak. on the hour uh, with rotational guests, Danny. It's yeah. going to be great. Uh, 100%. Um, but yeah, if you ha- once again, guys, if you have any questions, put them in the chat. We've got three questions at the moment. Let's get a few more, shall we? And remember, guys, if you're on Twitter, hit us up with a follow. If you're on YouTube, also subscribe to us and, and hit us up with a like. If you're enjoying the content, share it about a bit for some people to listen to this post pod. And if you're on Twitch, make sure you hit that follow button as well, guys. And and uh, Amazon Primes or Twitch Primes, sorry, cost you nothing to chuck it our way and give a little gentleman's nod to the to man Danny that himself. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting summer, Danny. It's gonna be an interesting summer. What else have we got it's going on? Fun. Get the old war chest out. Get the feather duster out. Give it a tickle and see see what wonders Edu and Co. And you guarantee people are gonna be bitching on Twitter the entire time. Why are you having a barbecue? Why aren't you buying players? How about you shut up, you mongs? I love I love that they love barbecues because that's my favorite pastime as well. I love a barbecue. We're having one, uh, Rick. And a, and a couple of others are coming down up to mine uh, for a barbecue um, in a couple of weeks, which I can't wait to do. Uh, love a barbecue me. But yeah, no, um, what was I going to say? Um, Cronkies, they backed the Mudrick deal, didn't they? I don't know if you know this, guys, but apparently Cronky greenlighted matching the Mudrick deal. So I know that a lot of people are talking about, oh, Mudrick, you know, he, he, was, he, had, he, was, he had to go to Chelsea and whatnot. Arsenal had an opportunity to match the the massive, huge bid that Chelsea eventually put in for him. And Arteta and Edu uh, made the decision to not go through with the deal and not match them on the bid, even though we so we could have potentially signed Mudrick because they wanted to keep the structure and the wage and 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 the, uh, and the idea of their of their philosophy alive. 
um, as opposed to breaking that just because Chelsea have signed another, their 14th winger of the season. Um, they've got about 52 wingers playing at Chelsea and they just can't get enough game time for them. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait for the for the summer. You know, if, if Kroenke's gonna was going to back us for the Mudrick deal, this, the war chest this, this summer is going to be fucking amazing. Hudlin, Hudlin. Right, sorry, that's another FM legend right there. I love Hudlin. Hudlin's like six foot nine. I think he's the tallest striker in the in FM. I had him last season. Loved Hudlin. He's a he's like a uh, like a League Two. Uh, if you can get him in the Vanarama National, he's winning the league for you. Get him in League Two, he's winning the league for you. Carl Hudlin. I think he's six foot nine. I'm loving all of these these classic target men coming out. This is fantastic. People have been doing the full search. I'm stuck on football man, the latest football manager. I went and started the game unemployed. As a as the ba- most basic manager you can, didn't um, go ex international, and then I managed to get a job in October at Salisbury in the Conference North, even though they're they're near That's Bristol. That's impressive. That's impressive and, to and, get uh, a, a team that quiet. Yeah, and then uh, I, I did that, and then I saved him from relegation next season, pushed for the playoffs. But then in that level, you get we find I get a really good player, and they always get taken away. They I want to leave, and then you think. So then they all bloody leave, and then I missed out because nobody told me that the FM no it gets used to your formation. So I first up to Christmas, I'd lost one game in the league. Then I lost seven out of eight, and then someone said, "It's FM does it. They get wise to your tactics, so you need to shuffle your tactics around." Anyway, made the playoffs halfway through the next season, got relegated. Um, got a uh, didn't make the the playoffs. And they sacked me, and then the next season they were in the relegation zone, and I'd got the Forest Green job. <sighs> That was about January this year, and I've just not got. Horace Green, they got relegated this season. The the, the we are the f- the first official vegan football club. Oh, get out of it! Stop making I'm, everything political. Christ Almighty, scumbags. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, make sure you put them in the chat. Um, I saw Dembski said that Madrid chose the Chelsea pay. I I didn't I didn't hear. I heard different. I heard that obviously we didn't match the bid, but also. Uh, Shakhtar basically told Rudrick, "You either stay here and we'll we'll basically let you rot, or you t- or we or we uh, or we sell you to Chelsea." So his his hand was forced. Um, you you can see it as well when um, Arteta um, was walking along the touchline. Uh, they went. He, he sort of embraced embraced Mudrick when he was warming up, and then after the game as well. Um, I think it was Gabriel and someone and Zinchenko were having a chat with him, and they were you know giving him some sort of condolences, I'm sure, or something along those lines. But I don't I don't blame uh, Mudrick as much as, you know, it was frustrating to see, but I don't think it had anything to do with the Mudrick situation. I don't think it did. Uh, the Sorry, the uh, Chelsea situation. I think it's just Shakhtar forced his hand and we didn't go in for him in the end. We kind of pulled out. But that's so, so that's my that's my two pence on the pit on the, uh, on the whole situation with Mudrick. There you go. That's that settled. Um, so far, we've only got six questions, and one of them is from Phil Macker, and that's 50-50 whether it's going to be any good at all. So Great we'll start. Should we start off with Phil's question? Yeah, go on then. What are your thoughts on ESR being the new Xhaka? See? Yeah. Nonsense. So, so, so I said at the start of the pod I wanted to discuss this because there was lots of talk. Now, we go back last year. Martin, was it last year Martinelli barely got any game time? Was it last year? After the injury. Yeah. After the injury. The Martinelli, before that. Martinelli didn't get any game time. And everyone was like, what's going on here? Why isn't Arteta giving Martinelli any game time? And he said, listen, he's trying to get Martinelli to play a specific type of way. He's trying to change him a bit, adapt him, uh, grow him a little bit before chucking him back in. 
Uh, and then Martinelli's been the Martinelli of this season, who is just absolutely unbelievable. I know, and he got you know he got the the goal that gave us the cushion today. Uh, really fantastic play from uh, from Gabriel Martinelli, a guy that we signed from the Brazilian leagues for like seven million quid. Quality stuff, I say. Quality stuff. Now there's talk about ESR um, not being in favour with Arteta. He's not getting much game time this season, especially after the injury. He had surgery. And he hasn't played many minutes this season. Considering how well he was last, uh, how well he did last season, I think he got like double figures from substitute appearances coming on and just and just placing the ball beautifully after like one touch. It was fantastic stuff to see. Um, but obviously he had the surgery, and then he, I think he had like a setback, and we've not really seen much of ESR. Now there was a news article that came out last week that basically said that ESR is getting retrained to be playing in the number eight spot. It's a role that I think he can do very well. So what do we make of this, Danny? Do we think that this is what's happening with ESR? Do we think that we're going to maybe see more of him next season? I personally think this is pretty much ESR's last chance saloon situation. Um, I really need to see a massive step up. And if it's in a position where he's going to be repositioned and retrained in an area number eight, then why are we looking at Mount? Why are we looking at someone like Rice or Caicedo who can play those positions as well? You know, Fabio Vieira as well. There was a picture that went out. I tagged you in it, Danny. Fabio Vieira getting uh, in the middle of training with yeah, Arteta and Arteta shout. kind of pushing him and getting uh, fed up with him because he obviously wasn't working as hard. Um, I think Fabio Vieira is going to go on loan at the end of the season. Uh, and news next season, I think he'll go on loan. I, think I don't he think he'll, Yeah, I think he needs games. I think he needs. I think he needs not a championship, championship loan. Though. Oh no, not a championship. He'll get I broke think, I those think skinny he needs, little legs. I think. Well, he needs to. He needs to step up. He can't. He can't keep this skinny little leg mentality for very much longer if he wants to do this so we'll see what happens so then potentially it pocket leaves a pocket of space for esr but then as i said we're going for mount can i say to rice can play there um what's going to happen with esr danny are we going to be are we going to be looking at maybe cashing in on esr that's not really i don't know oh it's annoying he's got so much promise he's a halen boy and that buys you some extra time but he's not an Arteta man, is he? Although last season he saved our ass uh, time and time again, coming off the bench and scoring goals, like you were saying. Um, can he play the middle of the park? Can CM, he play number eight? Yeah, the CM Jacker. Will he get game time as a number eight? I think we've seen that from Jacker does get forward a lot. And if he's allowed to get forward, and then yeah. we do like we know that Erdegaard likes to drop deeper. But those two almost have like a a swap backwards and forwards between them. I think he could definitely do that job. But I think um, that Erdegaard might get a little bit annoyed if every time he turns around, there's ESR standing where he should be standing. And then we we know that the DM needs cover from central midfield. And I'm not sure that's a job that that's ESR can do. And I don't think it's going to work out. Sadly. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a stretch. Um, I think that he's probably going to be in the shop window. Uh, Boy Tendio says uh, he's probably going to be in the shop window. I think that's going to be a thing. Um, he's gonna if he's going to be working the number eight role, he's going to have to work on his positioning and his tackling tackling ability and his interceptions needs to be something that that's obviously what they're working on because his attacking threat is fantastic, but he's got to really work on his defensive capabilities as well. So I I don't know. I'd love to be optimistic. I met ESR um, a couple of years ago, just before he signed the contract, the new contract, which gave him the number 10 shirt. So I've met him. He's a lovely guy. He's a really, really down to earth guy. You know, he said that about all of them, but uh, as they say, never meet your idol because you'll meet him on a bad day. And then that's what your impression will be of them for the rest of your life. But I met him and he's a nice kid. So I've got no qualms with it, but I hope that he gets an opportunity, whether he does or not, 
remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. But it will be everything to do with who we sign in the summer. We've got, we're going to bring bringing in at least two to three midfielders. Um, you know, Fabio Vieira potentially leaving on a loan or maybe even more um, leaves an opportunity for ESR, but not much, not much, not much. Mm. Question from Man, lots of numbers. Why did VAR not review the Schla elbow on Jace's face? Because they're assholes. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say about the VAR situation. You know, we've seen it all season. That it's been uh it's an incapable the thing is, right? VAR system is still run by humans. So so there is still open for a human error, even though it's being monitored by uh, it's it's technically being first monitored by a computer, then, but that that computer is being monitored by a human. So there is still human error within VAR, which is <laughs> it's an oxymoron. So I don't know, I don't know. But then catch twenty two guys, uh, Shah gets sent off, um, and then he doesn't get the own goal. So I would rather him stay on in hindsight, stay on and get the goal. So maybe she needs to um, get ChatGPT to sort out VAR. Oh, God. Christ <laughs> almighty. Mike Hertz says, despite the positive vibes at the club, I can't help but feel we missed our chance to win a league. Am I just being pessimistic because of recent results or can we be, beat City in the next few seasons? You are right to be pessimistic that we missed our chance. And no, I don't think we're going to beat them because they will just go, aha, right, you've got a decent team, right? We've only got two, first, two lots of first team. We'll have a third lot and we'll just go and buy everybody. What do you think? I listen, you don't it's you don't win the league by beating less you can listen, you can win the league by not beating City. Let's say we play them again, uh, we we go into next season, right? Yeah. And we lose to City at Emirates and we lose the city at the Etihad. We can still win the league. We can still win the league. They they're they're you know, they're very much in a world of their own with the ability that they have and 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 the, it's not even the fact that they've got lots of money. They've got a really well-structured system as well. Pep and, and all of their backroom staff, they do things incredibly well. Um, obviously, a lot of money is is helping them a lot. But it doesn't mean that we can't still compete with them. We've got 19 other teams, or sorry, 18 other teams that we can get points from. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And listen, we'll, we'll see what happens as well because they've got the allegations on them as well. We'll see what happens there. We knew that nothing was going to come into play this season, but potentially next season. Yeah, exactly. They're literally cheating. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's let's play our game, not worry about them, and see what we end up at the end of the next season, all right? Yes, indeed. I'm just looking for a, um, a little... Something very strange is happening in football. Last week, Valentin Castellanos scored four goals for Girona as they beat Real Madrid 4-2. Today... Leon five, Montpellier four. Lacazette scored four goals, including a penalty, and Eli Wahi also scored four goals, including a penalty. And when was the last time? I mean, Lacazette scored the winner to he's, make how it many goals has he got this season? He's got a lot of goals this season. He's got like twenty five. He's on twenty four in in thirty, but he scored. Um, they they were losing four four one after fifty five minutes. And then they made it for Lacazette four two. And then Dejan Lovren, bloody hell, forty seventieth minute. And then Lacazette scored the equaliser in the eighty second minute. And then in the eighty ninth minute, Lacazette scored a penalty. Wow, two players yeah, I... scoring four goals in the different sides in the same game. 
That's got yeah, to be rarely first, happens. It? That rarely happens. Rarely it's, happens. You rarely it? see yeah. players scoring four goals. So Real Madrid last week, the first player to do it against Real Madrid since the 1940s, I think. Just weird. Yeah. There you go. Right. Thank you very much, Mike, for that question. Uh, Boy10 says, why can't the likes of Balogun and Patino see the massive opportunity they are missing out on by opting out of Arteta's arsenal? Arteta had Enkitia looking good, for fuck's sake. Good, very good point, Boy10. Don't agree. I don't agree. Um, I think Balogun and Patino are actually really smart. They're kind of putting their uh, love for the club and emotions aside which making a decision based on emotion is not necessarily the best thing to do a lot of the time. Um, and they're making a decision based on their future. They know that they're not going to get much game time at Arsenal. Yeah, okay, we're very much a team that gives a lot of opportunities to young and up-and-coming players. I think we're, we're, we're at a different stage right now in our, in, our, in, our, in our system and our progression going forward. We're going to be going in hard in the summer, guys. Summer's going to be fucking crazy. I know you're thinking, yeah, we'll see what happens, Steve. But I have, I'm, I'm, I'm under I'm no false pretenses. I'm 100% confident that summer's going to be absolutely insane. We're going to sign some incredible players. And Balogun and Patino obviously know this. So that's the reason why they're making a move on. And that's the reason why Nelson's not staying around. Because he knows that he's not going to get much game time. But in, but, uh, but in regards to the... Uh, what was the other part of the question? Uh, Inketia. That was it. Sorry. Uh, Inketia. Um, I, I, do you, let's be serious here, guys. Do you really think he's not going to be up for sale in the summer? And if we sign a striker, do you really think we're not going to, they're not going to look to get rid of him? He's not on Arteta signing. I know he's a Hayland. We love our Enketia uh, in that regard, but he's, he's, we need, we need to, we're competing with the Champions League and the title. We can't be relying on someone like Eddie Enketia. And I'm being ruthless here. Sometimes I said you need to take emotion out of it. And Nelson's leaving, Balogun's leaving, Patino's leaving because he knows he's not going to. They're not going to game time because bigger, better players are going to be coming into those spots. And Anketia, Anketia needs to know this as well. This is a good point from Deja. And also got Brandon Clinton Jones. You sound like a jazz singer from the nineteen forties. I bet you can bang out a tune. Oh, where old Cool J's on the F one? A pink, a bag, uh, crushed up. Pink cookies in a plastic bag. I can't remember. Sorry, LL Cool J. Mm. Oh. I'm watching the F1 on the other screen. Um, oh. yeah, De- Dejan says, uh, blah, blah, blah. Man City will in two seasons have to rebuild. And when Pep goes out, this team will collapse. Where will Pep go next, Mr. Deke? Uh, okay, so he's done Barca. Yeah. He's done Bayern. Yeah. He's now done City. Uh, maybe a trip to Italy. But then oh, Inter Milan, come on! Inter Milan is a shout. Inter Milan's That's a shout. It needs team, to have isn't it? Inter. Huh? One of them is your team Inter. One of yours? What in Italy? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't know. Most of ABW so, Sorrento, mm. Sorrento. They today have just got promoted to Serie C from Serie like D. So congratulations, so congratulations, to Sorrento. They're they're celebrating on a on a children's train around Sorrento right now. They're having a Barrel of t- barrel of laughs. It's great times, great times. And Sparta Prague, the other team that I follow in in the Czech Republic, are going to probably win their first title in nearly a decade. So it's good times for all the teams that I follow. So I was hoping for Arsenal, and still potentially will, uh, for a uh, for a nice little uh, W on our side as well. That was going to be nice stuff. Um, Boy says Pep to go to PSG. Dejan says go to yeah, Juve PSG. Or Inter. I don't think <gasps> Juve. Juve have got the reputation, but they're 
fucked financially. Fucked. They're all under loads of issues at the moment. So, but yeah, PSG is probably a shout. Because um, a shout. because Mike Hernandez is a bit of a scumbag. He says Forza, Forza AC Milan. Um, I've put him on a timeout. That's, <laughs> That's a good idea. Fuck the hurts. <laughs> I've never told I'm happy, for, I'm happy for Napoli to get their title this year. <laughs> um, I've got no qualms with Napoli. They've, you know, Osherman looks incredible. And that left winger from Poland or something like that. I can't remember. I can't, can't pronounce his name for shit. Uh, but incredible player. They look brilliant. I've been to Napoli uh, when I went to Sorrento. It's a lovely place. Lovely place. Good pizza. You can probably understand that. Really, really good pizza. Yeah. Um, so have we got any have we got any other questions? We, we certainly do. Um, right, the next one is... Okay, that was that one done. Travis says, you think we'll sell both Balogun and Nketiah? I think, I think we if we sign that. a striker. Yes. Yeah, I think if we yeah. sign a striker, both go. Yeah, Balogun's leaving anyway. He wants to leave. Um, as does Patino and Nelson. Um, obviously, Nelson, we're not going to get anything for him, but Balogun's going to leave. And uh, I, I money from Nelson because he, we, he was a youth product and um, we're development money, or is he too old for that now? I think it's too old. I, I, I don't know much about that. I think it's done and dusted. I don't think we're going to get any money for him. That's just is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would be interested. I'll tell you what, if we, if Balogun leaves, which he will be, and we put up Enketia for sale or he leaves, there's going to be a madness, a madness going on with the striker position. Because I'd love to, I would, because there's rumours, obviously, Arsenal potentially going in for a, a winger slash forward. I would love to sign a, a, a proper, proper striker because Gabriel Jesus can play on the wing. So we've already got someone who can kind of do that. I'd love to go in. Let's go and fucking sign Osherman. Should we just I'm go just... and sign the guy? Go and sign the guy. No. I'm looking at some facts for you, dear people. Um, where is he? Reese Nelson is 23, and it says, um, where was it? Compensation is playable until the end of the season of the player's 23rd birthday. They're, you can't, they're, they're, you can't so bossman. I know ben, uh, Boy Tendio said Nelson's bossman. You can't bossman uh, the prim- same, same league, Premier League. So no Premier League player can offer a contract to Nelson in, in January. That's the reason why he's got all options open for summer. So there's no bossman. Bossman's six months. So I think we will get compensation for him because he's 23 of the season after this, this season. So <laughs> maybe a few million, hopefully. So. Tim Merrick's comment to Wrexham. Have you seen? Have you seen what? Uh, I love. I love uh, um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. I love. I love. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Not the newest season, but all the seasons before. It should have finished in the Quasar, um, if you're familiar with the series. Um, but I, I love what they've, as much as they've kind of pumped money into Wrexham, they've kind of inflated the wages and whatnot. It's kind of like a weird little story. But it's nice to see uh, people like Ryan Reynolds and Rob Ackelhenny, who didn't know anything about football, all of a sudden just obsessed with football and they understand it. So it's interesting to see someone that, from America where they've never really understood the sport to then fully understand the reason why we're obsessed with this shit. I like, I kind of like that a little bit. What they did with Ben Foster <laughs> and there, and apparently Rob McElhenney wants to take Gareth Bale golfing so he can try and convince him to sign for Wrexham. <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting one. So yeah, let's, let's see what happens with the Wrexham situation. That's uh, But it's, it, it's funny. It's like a Hollywood story. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, try and get through the rest of these questions quickly. Barry says, with Champions League fixtures next year, would you take a punt on Zaha on a free? Absolutely. Depends not. on the 
Depends on the wages, Danny. I think that's an astute signing if it's the wages are in our favour. Yes. Attitude. If we issue. get champ- we've got Champions League football. I was going to say if we get we have. we've got champ- we've got Champions League football. That means that we can pay him a little bit less because he he'll, he'll be like, oh my god, fucking Champions League football! I'll pay you pay me twenty grand a week. Done. Deal signed. Because he's a guy that I know he's you know he's a he's, he's Wilfred Zaha, but in certain situations he's gonna he can he can cause he's got that chaos factor about him. He can beat a man and he can do something a little bit different. He's a different option than what we have already. So I I. I if we can get him on a relatively cheap contract with a low signing on bonus, as well as his agent, I say, I say flirt with the idea. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. I agree. Yes, he is. I apologize. They're all the same. Uh, Demsek says, what's your thoughts on Vieira and should he, should, and should all new signings be given time to bed in? Um, I'll answer this one. Uh, Vieira should go on loan next season. Deeks says, yeah, we've already, we've, I say we've Premier League club that might have Europe, someone like West Ham, hopefully, that they're going to win the Europa League, whatever, the Europa Conference League. I'd love to see West Ham do well. Um, and yeah, they do need time to bed in, especially if they're from outside of this league. So next question, Kivior, is Kivior class? You can have I, think, uh, I think the fact that he's a left-footed centre-back playing in a right-back position and kind of chucked in the way that he has against Chelsea... And now against uh, Christ, I completely forgot who he played. Uh, Christ, why Today? have I completely? F- yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle. Christ, I've had a complete brain fart there. <laughs> um, uh, he stepped in against Chelsea, did the business, and he's done a really good job against uh, Newcastle at St James's. So, I, I, whether he's class or not, I think is maybe a stretch. But I think he's, uh, I think he's a breath of fresh air after yeah. the Saliba debacle. He's eager. Yes, I like that about him. Arsenio says, Danny, the GFB question. Would you consider finishing second as a good thing? Because I won't. I'm used to seeing Arsenal win titles, but it's been so long that I gave up the hope of seeing us win the league again. Um, Yeah, but to come from eighth, eighth, fifth to second, that is a huge jump. And so to win the Premier League, you need to go up and increment, increment in steps. (laughs) <laughs> we could break this Increments. question down. Yeah, we can break this question down a million times. I think we've spoken about it to the we can speak about it to the cows come home. Uh, you know, if you were given the opportunity to have second at the start of the table, you'd take it. Um, but then expectations change throughout the season to pace depending on, on results. And we were, you know, at at one point the title was in our hands, it hasn't ended up that way. Now it's in cities, they've got a tough fixture listing. To say that it's that's it now. The title's over. Even this season is a little bit early and premature. I think it's still very much um, on the table as an opportunity. But I, it, you know, but if if we don't end up getting it this season, I'm the summer's going to be. I don't think most people. I don't think you understand how amazing this summer's going to be. And based on transfers and who we bring in, guys, I really don't think you get it. Next year is going to be even more incredible than this year. And this year's been. Just been fantastic to be an Arsenal fan. I've loved watching football this season. It's been great. Yeah. Be positive, guys. Be positive. Dejan says Lokonga to leave or not. Um, I don't think he's been doing great. What are you doing? I'm saying goodbye. Uh, I don't think Lokonga's done great at Crystal Palace. I'm gonna go and have a quick look and see see if he's actually played for Crystal Palace much. I know he's he's he started a couple and I think he's came on as a sub a couple of times. He plays yesterday or I mean the West Palace played away at um at Spurs yesterday. He didn't start the game, I don't think. He didn't know he didn't even get a game. Um Lukonga go and click on his minutes. 
He had 65 minutes against Wolves and they lost 2-0. He had five minutes against uh, Southampton and they won. He had 90 minutes against Brighton and they lost. 90 minutes against Man City and they lost. And 81 minutes against Villa and they lost. <laughs> There's a pattern forming here. 90 minutes against Liverpool and drew. 63 minutes against Brentford and drew. Um, doesn't look... I mean, uh, the highest rating he's got was a 6.85 in the 1-1 at Brentford. And the lowest he got was yesterday, a 5.94. He's done. Which is a shame. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. There you go. Um, Because I want to get a move on. Um, Well, one final question. We have it from Boy10. Does it confuse attackers when they play against a left-footed centre-backs? Is is it it like Southpaw? I have no idea. (laughs) You forgot your hat. Love that when he wins the when oh, he wins the belt and he's the first. Oh, it's the first thing he says to Adrian. He's like, "I just won the belt. You dropped your hat." Love that. Oh, my favourite series, the direct the director's version last night. How long's that? Like five hours. Two hours and fifty English minutes, and I loved every second of it. Oh, it's brilliant, Gladiator. It's I've got fucking hands, dirty bastards. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that's a good that's a good shout. Yeah, like Southpaw, I like it. Kind of throws everyone off. His interception play is 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 definitely his strongest point. His interception play is, is incredibly. He's so smart and quick with his mind. So I, I'm a big fan. He even did a really uh, really um, well placed header uh, earlier in this game as well today. Um, kind of stopped a passage of play from Newcastle. So I, I'm a big fan of his. I'm a I'm a big big fan of his. Yeah, thumbs up, Loki. Thumbs up. It's free. Yeah, if you if you're on YouTube, hit us up with a thumbs up, guys. It doesn't cost you a penny. And it gives all the calculations on the YouTubes to tell everybody that we're a decent podcast so other people can listen. And let's grow our family just that little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Um, right, I think that's it. Our senior says, Deke, I hear your point, bro, but I feel so deflated after seeing ours in the lead for 92% of the season. And for us to bottle the reigning 8% to, um, to go, bro, great point. You made, though, nonetheless. What a good way to end end the show. E-M-A. Positive mental attitude. What's the point in not being positive about potentially winning a title? What's the point watching football in the first place? You know what I mean? Let's just be positive, guys, and enjoy our enjoy uh, this could season because it. it's been fantastic. Guys, we could still win the league. Let's we could still win the league. Let's have a little like, looky-poo at the league table here. There yes. you go. We are only one point behind them. They don't win their game, and if they lose their ne- one of their next games, there's a point in it. Yep, they've got they've got a very tough fixture in between two Real Madrid games against Everton, who are in a relegation battle. So they will turn up. They are literally in the relegation spots right now. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And as I said, it's pocketing between two very difficult games uh, against Real Madrid. They've got Chelsea as well. They've kind of just bounced back recently from yesterday uh, with a 3-1 victory. They've got Brighton as well at the Amex, which is going to be a very tough fixture for both both Arsenal next. Obviously, we've got Brighton not away from home, but Brighton's are a difficult team. They're, they've got very, very good attacking threats. Uh, and Steele's been very good in uh, in goal uh, for for Brighton, and then they got Brentford. As I said, the only other team that's beaten them this season. So I don't think it's all cut and you know and dusted and everything sorted now. I think it's I think things are still think things are still open. So just be positive, guys. Enjoy the season. Be positive. Let's enjoy. Uh, see, uh, you know, Man United, uh, Man City. Sorry, sweat, sweat big time. Someone's there. Someone's there. Yeah. One of my neighbours is asking if he can come in and say hello. 
Oh, all right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that doesn't... Is that a normal thing, Danny? I don't... I'm really, really confused by that. I, the idea what? of some of my neighbours popping in to say hello. Oh, no, no. All my neighbours are all great. Oh, that's very nice. The community feels. I like that. I like that. I like that. If, um, if but, you need to show a thumbs up, I've edited, I've edited it wrongly. Doesn't, you're, you're not, it'll be, we all surprise you. That if if, you if this a show thumbs up, thumbs up. We don't know what will happen, but it'll be a surprise. Right, I think it's time for you to end the show because the F1's about to start and I want to watch uh, Lewis Hamilton crash. Yes, I'm happy for. I'm happy to see that. I hate Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, I used to like him. Grifter. Back in the day. Race Grifter. Not a fan. Race Grifter. No. Can't stand him. No. Anyway, I digress. Let's not get political. Thanks for everybody jumping into the podcast. You're all freaking awesome. It was a 2-0 victory against... Newcastle at St. James's. I did forget a little bit earlier who we played today, but now I remember because it was a great game. Uh, let's see what happens. Real Madrid have got, uh, sorry, City have got Real Madrid during the week and then they've got Everton and then Real Madrid again. So let's just see what happens. It has been a wonderful season. Tim Merrick, you are completely correct. Uh, let's just be positive, guys. Let's enjoy the football. Let's enjoy the process. Let's enjoy football. The pressure is no longer on us. And we're still, and we're doing it now. We're doing it. We got a fantastic result against Chelsea, and we just got a fantastic, brilliant result uh, uh, against Newcastle at their ground in a game where they, you know, they really pushed us to the limit, and we managed to get the result, including a clean sheet. Man of the match, Ramsdale doing the business, and Martinelli and Odegaard leading the front and getting the goals. So remember, guys, keep it Arsenal. Let's fucking do it, yeah. Let's fucking do it, Danny. Let's keep it Arsenal. Indeed. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>